Monday, 6 p.m. here at KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs, hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. We're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and you're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you'd like to join in on our discussion today, you have a praise report, a comment, a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. The local number is 702-650-5588. I say again, 702-650-5588. And we also have a toll-free number for you to join in on our discussion today if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area. Area. And that toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. I say again, 800-366-8883. We are being live-streamed in real time on KKVV's website. And that web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello, God bless. I just waved to you. So that's audio and visual. And let's go to my website. That would be www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of the previous broadcast, you can go there and listen to any previous broadcast you have missed. Just go to www.savethelostlv.org. Look for Radio Archive. Select the series or the message you'd like to listen to by date, by series. The gospel is always free on our watch. We are in part two of a series we started last week called Double Vision. So part one is judging. I hope you go and listen to it if you haven't already heard it. And that's part one. And now we're going to part two today. And I will give you that topic very soon. Also, we are being archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, you can catch us on iTunes. Again, the gospel is always free on our watch. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, I really, really strongly strongly encourage you to lock in KKVV's phone number in reference to being able to listen on the radio, excuse me, by your cell phone. And that number would be... 563-999-3194. Again, 563-999-3194. You can listen to KKVV anytime you like, and it only works in the United States, and you can listen to us right now. Now, I want to be able to really give a praise report out on behalf of my pastor and dear friend in Christ and brother in Christ, that would be Senior Pastor Joseph E. Terry Jr. Tomorrow he will be celebrating 31 years uh, in recovery, clean and sober. That is truly, truly a miracle. Uh, some people don't um, 
lived that long. And for him to be able to do it for 31 years is truly a testament to God because he couldn't have done it without God. He really gave his life to Christ, uh, gave uh, his affliction and his addiction over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is truly uh, one of his greatest weapons to defeat the devil. And I want you to know that where you are in your life, whatever you find yourself in, God is able. It's one day at a time. It's one breath at a time. Just believe that God is who he says he is and that he can do what he says he can do. So, Pastor Terry, I enjoyed fellowshipping with you yesterday. Know that I love you. Godly proud of you. And I'm looking forward to celebrating your next birthday with you. I know you say anniversary, but I call it a birthday and truly is miraculous. Thank you for living out loud and being so transparent with who you are and who you are in Christ. God bless and I love you more. Now we're going to get to the topic. Uh, we're in the Double Vision series and our topic is today is presumptuous sins. And I told you that going in 2018, I was going to try to have a Greek work for a Greek word for you every week. And uh, the mic just dropped, but that's okay. We have hands to put it back up, so that's not a problem. I have a Greek word for you, and again, I try to uh, make a uh, statement to you and. To live up to that statement that I was going to have a Greek word for you every week. And my Greek word for you today is spelled H-E-K-O-U-S-I-S. Again, it's spelled H-E-K-O-U-S-I-S. And it's hey. Give me a moment. Help me, Holy Spirit. Hey, kukias. Hey, kukias. So that's it. And what it means is free will or voluntary. And it's Strong's G1595. So that's my Greek word for you. And um, it's going to really play into what we're going to discuss today. And that is something that I hope you do some more research on. And we're talking about presumptuous sins. So we're going to look at Psalm number 19. And this is what we're going to use today to have this discussion. So I'm in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. Verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. Verse 2. Day unto day utters speech. And night unto night reveals knowledge. 3. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. For their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun. Five, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Six, it rises, is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. 
The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. 10. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. 11. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there are great reward. 12. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. 13. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me, that I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Now, I want us to look closely at verses 12 and verses 13. When we look at um, verses 1 through 6, that talks about how David, and this King David wrote this psalm, delights in the Lord in reference to the heavens and the Creator's handiwork. And then when we look at verses 7 through 11, he looks at the word and how delightful the word of God is. And then we look at verses 12 through 13 and we see here about presumptuous sins. So I want to read verses 12 and 13 again and then I want to look at it a little bit closer. So lend me your ear as we go over verses 12 and 13. Again, I'm in Psalm number 19 and I'm in the New King James Version. And the word of God says this, 12, who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. 13. Keep back your servant and from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me, that I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. See, we see three possible types of sin. We have the secret faults. Those that would be hidden from us that take us over all of a sudden unaware of them. And then we have something that's called presumptuous sins. And in other uh, versions of the Bible, you may see them as willful, uh, listed as that. And also you may see them as uh, intentional sins. So we have to understand willful, deliberate, or intentional. They may show up in that type of language, but it's talking about presumptuous sins. And so when we look at the English version of to presume, it just means to assume something. You know, you really don't have all the facts. You don't have all the knowledge. You know, you, you just assume something. That's what it means uh, in the English version. Oh, but this is not an English version we're talking about to go back into the original language which was written in Hebrew so I really encourage you to really look at the verses and take out certain words especially this something that says presumptuous sins that that should really catch your attention that should really make you stand up straight and say what exactly does God mean by that and when you look at presumptuous sins it means in Hebrew, 
It means to be premeditated. And a lot of you will associate premeditation with murder. Uh, there are some things that happen when you're dealing with a premeditated murder versus a manslaughter. A premeditated murder, first we need to look at what a crime is. A crime, by definition, is the unity of act and intent. Not only did you commit the act, but you intended to commit the act. So there was a plan, if you will. It's not emotional. It's not something that boom, happens just like that. There's a plan. There's a thought behind it. There is a desire to do what it is that you want to do. So there's where the intent comes from. So again, a crime by definition is the unity of act and intent. So when you get into premeditated murder, it means to lay in wait. You plan this thing. This is your ultimate goal. So the Hebrews understood what God was talking about when he talks about presumptuous sins and this is what David is talking about and then furthermore if we look down in uh, verse 12 it talks about I shall be innocent of great excuse me that's the end of verse 13 I say again I shall be innocent of great transgression well in the commentaries that I studied and most uh, would agree that this could be speaking of adultery and when you commit spiritual adultery against God, then you look at it in the physical as if you were married to your spouse and you're committing adultery. And that means to go out and have affairs and sex with people who you are not married to and you're lying and you are betraying a trust, a vow that you made before God and had witnesses present. So you have to understand how serious this is when we talk about uh, the innocent of the great transgression. And that transgression, again, uh, would appear to be uh, spiritual adultery against God. And this is about believers, so you here have David just in two verses talked about uh, unintentional sin, presumptuous sin, which would be premeditated, which would be intentional, which would be willful and would be deliberate. And who do you commit these sins against? God. He is asking for strength and dealing with this. So that he shall be blameless and shall be innocent of great transgression, which could be to be innocent of committing spiritual adultery against God. We have to really, really understand language. Now, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. The New Testament is written in Greek. And, you know, I gave you the Strong's address in reference to what we should really be focusing on. And that's why I call it double vision. This is the series that we're working on because people who have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ have allowed themselves to take naps. This is not what you want to sleep on. You really need to understand it and get it in your spirit to strengthen you. Because God is not going to take it lightly. This would appear that someone is careless 
totally careless with their relationship with God and his word. And what's doubling disappointing is that they know it and intend to do it. Premeditated against God. How utterly arrogant is that? How utterly foolish is that? How utterly rebellious is that? See, we have to understand how this sin is actually manifested. How it's appearing. And it has to do with your heart condition against God. You are totally careless. And you are careless with God, the things of God, and people. You have been given an assignment. And some people are even in positions of authority over people. So careless about what God requires and expects. So careless about the needs of others. It is truly self-destructive in nature. Self-destructive. There's only one person in self. And that would be the person who's doing it. But again, willfully, deliberately, intentionally, Knows that it is wrong. Knows that it is truly against what God stands for. What God teaches. What God's word says. Totally in defiance against that. That is not obedience. That's out and out rebellion. See what happens when you keep down that road. You're defiant and disobedient in every area of your life. Which means basically you're taking that position against God. And what happens to your heart when you're operating in such arrogance? It will harden against God as it has already hardened against others. It leads to spiritual blindness. Your character is totally arrogant. And that will lead to total separation from God. And where are we without God? Where are we without our Creator? The one who is just. The one who is righteous. The one has all power. The one that's all knowing. The one that's everywhere at the same time. The one that is not confined by time. 
the one that no one is above, the one that no one is like. Is it that important to you to have it your way? And what does it say about how you relate to others? God created us to have fellowship with him. Now, you can't take credit for creating yourself. I don't know anybody who can make it in this world without being connected to someone else. See, the one thing about presumptuous sin, it is a direct assault on the gospel and the revelation that God has given you. We cannot treat God by our actions as if he is a sworn enemy of ours. We cannot treat him like that. Then that would put us in an adversarial position. God has never lost a battle. You've already lost. He is forever. He is enduring. He is eternal. You have a limited capacity in this realm, in the physical. But because he made you a living soul, when he breathed into you, you will have an eternal destiny. But God will not have adversaries in his presence. Because you're going to see God once you die. Everybody will. That's a fact. So you knowingly do this and you just say, I don't care what God thinks. I don't care. You know, you've gotten past the people that God has sent to you to guide you, to help you, to remind you. And he sent you his word. And you just gotten past that. I don't care anymore. I'm going to do what I want to do. Okay. Let's read about some things when we want to take certain positions. Okay. So let's make it more clear about examples of presumptuous sin. So I am going to go over to the book of Exodus. And when God showed me this, I was like, wow. Yes, he said, people think words mean something and they don't have an understanding of what they truly mean. So, daughter, I want you to start looking at words more closely as they were intended to mean. Because people perish For lack of knowledge. God's people do that. Say my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. That's what the scriptures tell us. So let's go to Exodus 21. And we are going to look at verse 14. And the word of God says this. Again I'm in the New King James Version. Exodus 21 verse 14. But if a man acts with premeditation against his neighbor to kill him. By treachery you shall take him from my altar That he may die. Again premeditation. Is the unity of act and intent. It is willful. You planned it. 
you're going to execute it. That's what you have on your mind. And that's the end result. Premeditation. It's a plan. An intentional plan. Has nothing to do with emotion. It's thought out. Very focused. So we just looked at Exodus 2114. That would be an example. Then I want to take you over to Numbers. And we are going to go to Numbers 15. And we're going to look at 30 and 31. So let's go to Numbers 15 and look at verses 30 and 31. And the Word of God says this. Verse 30. But the person who does anything presumptuously, whether he is native, born, or a stranger, that one brings reproach on the Lord, and he shall be cut off from among his people. Verse 31, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment, that person shall be completely cut off. His guilt shall be upon him. Well, we need to look at the verses that precede that, and then it will really, really come into clarity for you. So I am going to stay in numbers, and I'm going to start at about verse 25. And the Word of God says this, verse 25, So the priest shall make atonement for the whole congregation of the children of Israel, and it shall be forgiven them, for it was unintentional. They shall bring their offering, an offering made by fire to the Lord, and their sin offering before the Lord, for their unintended sin. 26. It shall be forgiven the whole congregation of the children of Israel, and the stranger who dwells among them, because all the people did it unintentionally. 27. And if a person sins unintentionally, then he shall bring a female goat in its first year as a sin offering. 28. So the priest shall make atonement for the person who sins unintentionally. When he sins unintentionally before the Lord to make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. 29. You shall have one law for him who sins unintentionally and for him who is native born among the children of Israel and for the stranger who dwells among them. Now, let's look at verse 30 and 31 again. But, verse 30, it says, But the person who does anything presumptuously, whether he is native born or a stranger, that one brings reproach on the Lord, and he shall be cut off from among his people. 31, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment, that person shall be completely cut off. His guilt shall be upon him. See, it talked about unintentional sin. And if we remember what we read in uh, Psalm number 19, David talks about things being hidden that he wasn't aware of. 
And that is the unintentional sin that is being committed. And also, it goes to weakness. There are some people who are extremely weak in some areas. Uh, when you have people who are suffering, you know, from uh, addictions and afflictions, and they're really, really trying, you know, to get well, you know, to, to be healed, to be sober. It is a battle. It is a real, real battle because their body is such in a weakened state because of all the affliction and addiction, you know, that they have had in their fiber and in their members and in their bodies. And they're really, really fighting the hard fight. Um, you know, that's considered a weakness. God can forgive that. He understands that. But see, that's totally different. Different when somebody is making a plan, when somebody knows that what they're doing is wrong, it's like a person who was married and took vows and understood what it was to be married and that they should be there for their spouse and then to commit physical and spiritual adultery against them and lie. And cheat and deceit and go out and cause havoc in families and communities and children. And then tell God, well, you know, she was fine or he looked good or he listened better than my husband. God is very clear about what it means to have presumptuous sins. See, the thing is, is that you know that it's wrong. Yet you continue to do in it. You continue to walk in it. You continue to live in it. And you're so careless with God, his word, and the people who are associated with it. It's a relationship relationship see he had provisions for what needed to be done for unintentional sin for the whole congregation everybody could be forgiven that is amazing that is miraculous God set this out so the people would know it happens God is aware of that but premeditated sin is not the same. You don't get that. Provision. What do you need grace and mercy for? You got a made up mind. That's how you want to live your life. That's what you want to do. What do you need God's grace and mercy for? What is it going to do for the arrogant? What is it going to do for that that is premeditated? Your plan doesn't coincide with God's plan. You're not interested in God's plan. You're interested in your own plan. You want to get what you want to get, when you want to get it, and how you want to get it. Well, you're setting yourself up to be God's adversary. And there's no adversary that can survive God's wrath. There's no adversary that can survive God's judgment. Because the judgment will be just and it will be right. But you've made the choice. 
We must think about that. Where we are with that. How we reconcile that in our mind, in our hearts, in our service, in our worship. We must reconcile that. And you're going to have to make the case to God about it. And I'm already letting you know, his word says it's unacceptable. We're going to take a caller at this time and we're going to go over to Deuteronomy 17 next. And we're going to look at some more examples of presumptuous sins. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina. Just want to say thank you for again for this timely word. And Maima and I, we're here listening in, and I just say keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, and I appreciate my Friday call, too. I'm sorry I wasn't there to receive it. <laughs> but I sure appreciate it every Friday. Thank you, and please give Mother Ann my love and tell her I appreciate her, and I'm so thankful that she brought me my sister, Dorothy. Thank you so very much, sis. I appreciate she heard every word you just said. All right. Well, I love her, and I love you more. All right, thank you, sis. Love you, too. All right, thank you for the encouragement. You're very welcome. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Amen. God bless her. Love her. A true student of the Word and a true servant of our Lord and Savior. Amen. You keep up the good work, too, Sister Dorothy. Love you more. Now, let's look at Deuteronomy. We are in chapter 17, and I want to look at verses 12 through 13. And again, I'm in the New King James Version. We are talking about uh, our series, uh, Double Vision, and we're in part two, which would be presumptuous sins, premeditated sins. So the verse 12 says this, Now the man who acts presumptuously and will not heed the priest who stands to minister there before the Lord your God or the judge, that man shall die. So you shall put away the evil from Israel, 13, and all people shall hear and fear and no longer act presumptuously. (laughs) There it is. It says that now the man who acts presumptuously and will not heed the priest who stands to minister there before the Lord your God. You know, you have people who are intercessing on your behalf that God has put in authority and assigned them to cover you, to teach you, to encourage you, to exhortate to you, to live transparently, to actually really, really help you and to show you and to help you eternalize this word. You don't even recognize the gift that God has given you. You don't have to do this by yourself. And he says, or the judge that has been there to help you as well. He said, that man shall die. He says, so you should put away the evil from Israel. Those are his people as we are believers. It says, put it away. And it says, all the people shall hear and fear and no longer act presumptuously. I think we have another caller. I 
I think I need to have it on hold. Is it on hold? Okay, there we go. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Sorry about that technical difficulty. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Sister Lena. Uh, first, Happy New Year's to you and your family, and to all my brothers and sisters that are listening to this wonderful message today about being obedient. It's better than sacrifice. And I was listening to uh, Brother Stanley this morning. He was kind of on the same note. Uh, pretty much how the Holy Spirit works when confirmation takes place. About, uh, you know, it's better for us to do and to know and not do, you know. And, and I was talking to my friend today about uh, God was better for you to be ignorant than to have knowledge of things of his word and not be obedient to it. Amen. And uh, I was listening to, he was talking about the, the Protestant son, how he, God forgive, but we still have to pay the penalty for the sin that we caused. And uh, the Protestant son, he had went out and squandered all of his resources that he had asked his fathers for. And uh, once God allowed him to come back to his senses, then he was able to get up and go and humble himself to his father, and his father still forgave him and treated him like his son. But yet he still had to pay the penalty for his sin by squandering all that he had. He had. Uh, but he was forgiven Amen. by his father as well as, as God. And even to this day, God forgives us if we are faithful and just. He forgives us, and we can... Uh, go forward and be obedient to his word and, and try to encourage our neighbors to do as well as the word say itself. And that's do what's right. And you was talking about also about, uh, premeditated. Uh, I had a friend that went out and, and harmed his wife, uh, premeditated it and went out and harmed her. And, um, he felt like the medication caused him to do those things, but yet he, he had sense enough to go and get in his truck and, and run over her. At the same time, he wants to blame the medication. And then the consequence of being locked up, he don't know what the charge is going to be just yet. Mm-hmm. So those are things that take place in our life when we try to justify it's okay to be a sinner. No, it's not okay. It's not okay to sin when you and you normally sinning and know it's wrong. And if we do things that we are not aware of, you know, God is understands that He forgives us and He cleans our conscience of it. When we do stuff and lie about it and, and constantly justify it, 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 we are we're never free in our mind because it constantly pound down on the Holy Spirit does me anyway. Well, the thing and I just want to. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you for being obedient to the Word of God and continue to serve Him and to help me in my in my time and era of life and, and my walk. Because it's not easy now because there's so much distraction out here. Amen. Well, and, I, and, I appreciate you calling, and you know I love you greatly, and I'm very encouraged about you keep fighting, you know, the hard fight. And that's important because, see, the thing is, is that God knows our heart. He knows our intention. But we have to also understand when we become believers, we become into relationship with God. It is a marriage. You know, Jesus is the bridegroom. We are the church. We are the uh, ecclesia. We are the called out ones. We have a responsibility and a duty 
as to be the bride if he is our bridegroom so if we're in relationship we agree that he is the head and we are acting as his children we are also acting as his ambassadors and we're supposed to go out and you know spread the gospel we're supposed to help people we're supposed to encourage people in our lives and our testimony and share the word of God with them now the thing is is that when we have a hypocritical spirit or a hypocritical heart, uh, our walk is not matching our talk, or our talk is not matching our walk, there's a problem. You cause reproach upon God because you are claiming to be one of his children. See, that's yes. the whole thing. And when we talked about premeditated, the thing is, is that that's a plan. You Activate that plan. That's the plan that you want. And when you sin, you sin against God. See, that's the whole thing. Now, other people feel it, but make no mistake. That thing that you're doing, that thing that you are purposing, you're purposing it against God. So what you're saying is, I don't agree with you, God. And not only do I don't agree with you, I'm going to do what I wanted to. And that's it and that's all. So my whole thing is that now you have become the creator. You have put yourself in the creator's spot. Well, there's only one creator. He's not giving up his chair. He's not giving up his throne. He's not giving up his word. He's not giving up anything because that would make it a counterfeit. And there's nothing counterfeit about God or his word. See, that's the whole thing. You don't have to uh, understand it. You need to agree with it because he is the most righteous. See, as we consecrate ourselves, set ourselves aside to be holy because he's holy. See, he's a holy God. His word is holy and he should have a holy people. Now, when we uh, purpose in our heart to consecrate ourselves, then he can look for us to receive progressive sanctification. The sanctification comes from him because he's sanctified. We're not sanctified in and of ourselves. You do not sanctified in and of yourselves. But some people would lead you to believe because of what they look like, what they got in their pocket, what geographical location they come from, what car they selected, what job they have, who their mother, what their children look like, they would like to lard that over as if that is something that is important. It is not. So I really appreciate you uh, sharing with us, you know, a lot of things that you said. And we have to understand what words mean because the power of life and death is in the tongue. You have to understand what these words mean. So, you know, God has placed it upon my heart in a season called now to really, really express to people and explain to people you have to look at these words again why is king david just in these two verses talks about three different types of sins he talks about the hidden he talks about the presumptuous and he talks about the transgression the great transgression okay so that ought to tell you something this is a man who loved the lord this is the man who god said that he was a man after my own heart he was a worshiper but he had Things that would vex him, if you will. Things that would challenge him. And he said, you know, more important than anything, I need you, God, to help me with this. To set my mind right. See, the thing is, what you concentrate on is what you're going to do. That's right. That's correct. So the thing is, is that at the end of the day, nobody can make you think anything, Brother Charles. Some people will say, well, you made me do that. No, you think about what you want to think about. At the end of the day, we need to take responsibility. We can't say because we heard a message in a worship service where the preacher made me mad. If you got convicted, praise God, there's still something in you that relates to God. See, we are made in God's image. So if we're made in God's image, we have a moral compass because he is, you know, the judge over all. So 
how can people say, well, you know, there's no morality. There is morality. You choose to ignore it. You choose to rebel. You choose to That's act right. in open defiance and disobedience. Call a thing what a thing is. And so don't get mad at the preacher for telling you what the word of God says. Don't That's get right. mad at somebody who loves you and cares enough to tell you you're not That's acting true. right. And that That's that right. road that you're on can lead to destruction. You ought to be thanking God for the people that cared enough about you to tell you the truth. If That's you're around right. people who constantly lie to you, then you're in a problem situation. See, I'm not interested in people that lie to me. Not some of the time, all the time. Then I need to respect that's how they roll. Why am I upset that God revealed that to me? I'm glad that I'm able to operate in the gift of uh what God has done. Discretion. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is that you got to have that. You know, the thing is, is he gave me that. That's something that he gave me. So why I'm upset that he's identifying people. He's shedding the light on them. Why I'm upset with that. That's why I'm so glad that you are a teacher instead of a preacher. Because you teaching me what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to do it by the word of God itself. Not preach, preach something to me that I don't understand. You're breaking it down, and, and, and there's, no, it, there's no reason for me not to understand because you're breaking it down to me like a two-year-old child should understand. And that's why it's so much easier for me to be able to hear you clearly and be able to feel convicted by the Holy Spirit and know to turn away from my my ways and, and walk in in the, in, in the word. I just well, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I love you more. Keep crying out to him. Keep uh, in a relationship with him. Keep reading his word. If you want to hear God speak to you, read his word. He will speak to you. And the thing mm-hmm. is that you are on your journey. And stay the course. And, you know, no matter what happens, get back up. Get in line. Stay the course. Purpose in your life that that's what you want to do because we don't know when we're leaving this earth. We are leaving this earth. And the thing is, is that don't you want your testimony to be that the last breath I had or the last thing I did is that I was focused on the things of God. When you remember the man being crucified with Jesus, who was the thief, he said he knew that he did wrong. He didn't have any illusions that he did wrong, but he said, if they do this to you and you're the king, Is there a place for me? And I'm paraphrasing. Is there a place for me? See, he recognized Jesus' divinity. He recognized his authority. He recognized that he was not only Lord, but he was Savior. See, that's the thing. We got to get that in our loins, that he is not only King, but he is Lord and he is Savior. So once you realize that, then you will understand his headship and his authority and that you will continue to go to him. It's like a child. You continue to go to that that you are connected to. And I really encourage you, uh, Brother Charles, I salute you. I am so encouraged because I know for a fact that you want and desire the Lord to be the head of your life, period, point blank. I know that. I can testify to that. And that's what's encouraging to me. And I love that about you. And don't you change. You hear me? Because I'm coming to get you. Sister Nina, my soul is at stake, and I am concerned about where I'm going to live eternity at. So I'm going to stay the course, take one day at a time, and do the best I can to be kind and nice to each and every one of God's children. Amen. Thank you so much for All right. Day. Well, God Thank bless you. you. I love you God more. You. Thank you for you. for sharing with us today. Amen. <laughs>
Amen. Bye-bye. 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 Well, praise God. What a wonderful testimony and what a wonderful inspiration. And we got to stay the course, family. We have got to stay the course. Now, I want to take you over to the New Testament. Um, I think we really made the case of what presumptuous sins were. So let's go over to uh, the New Testament. And there's just a couple of things I want to share with you. Um, I want to... Look at Galatians chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 7 and 8. And the Word of God says this, and this would be the Apostle Paul talking. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. And the Word of God says this, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Verse 8, for he who sows to his flesh, will of the flesh, reaps corruption. But he who sows to the spirit, will of the spirit, reaps everlasting life. Amen. See, whatever you reap, whatever you sow, is what you're going to reap. So if you sow into your flesh, your lust, your desires which are far away from the Lord, then guess what? That's what you're going to harvest. That's what you're going to get back in return. That's what it is. This is a universal principle, a godly principle, and that's how it's going to work. Whether you are a believer or not a believer, God has set these universal principles in place, and they are going to manifest, and they're going to always agree. The universe and God will always agree. You sow discord, you're going to reap discord. You sow rebellion, you're going to reap rebellion. You sow disobedience, you're going to reap disobedience. The word is not going to hide you. The word will shine light on that that you have done. And you will own that. And you will drink from that cup. Amen? Because it's your cup and it's your choice. So that's what we have to understand. It is intentional. Like God is an intentional God. His word is intentional. Your presumption with sins are intentional too. And guess what? They have intentional ramifications. So you have to ask yourself. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. All right? Now, we're looking at 1 Corinthians, we're looking at chapter 9, and we're going to look at verses 24 through 27. And the Word of God says this, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 through 27, verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, 25, and everyone who competes for a prize is temperate in all things now they do it to obtain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown 26 therefore I run thus not with uncertainty thus I fight not as one who beats the air 27 but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest When I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. 
As Brother Charles was saying, he has made the testimony and has taken the position. He is going to run his race and he will have Christ in his life and he will be ahead of his life no matter what. Amen. This is very encouraging what the Apostle Paul is talking about right here. This is what we have to do. You know, what are you running your race for? For what? For a crown to have in the world? Well, that's perishable. You need to be running, if you're a believer, for the imperishable crown, the one that never dies, the one that's eternal, so that you may be with an eternal God. Amen. So now we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 25 through 31. And again, chapter 10, Hebrews, and we're looking at verses 25 through 31. And the Word of God says this, Verse 25. Let me go back. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. 27. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invincible. 28. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he was destroyed, the firstborn should touch them. 29. By faith they passed through the Red Sea and by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do so were drowned. 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. I hope that this encourages you. Understand that presumptuous sins are premeditated sins. They are willful. They are deceitful. They have no... uh, place before God. They will not look that kindly. Uh, you will incur his wrath. Stay the course. We love you. Save the lost at all costs. God bless. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.